Building a business is hard. Maintaining healthy relationships with those that you care about is hard. Staying fit and healthy in your body, your mind, and your emotions is hard. This podcast is about finding and sharing tools, strategies, and experiences that may help you to achieve and maintain moderate success in your life, whatever that means to you. There is a ton of content created by the billionaires, the ultra-successful athletes, and by people that are at a level that the vast majority of us will just never get to. And if you're anything like me, I'm totally okay with that. This is a place where we talk about how to build a great business, but not necessarily a massive one. A place to talk about how we build a life that is balanced and integrated, but not necessarily optimized to levels that are not realistic for most of us. In short, it's a place where we explore how to be moderately successful. The work will always remain yours, and for the most part, it's simple, but not easy. I want to challenge you to be more than just a passive listener. I want to challenge you to take whatever resonates with you from this episode and to teach it to somebody that you think will benefit from it, and to do so in the next 24 hours. This will embed the learnings for yourself, and you'll be helping someone else as well as the podcast. Lastly, please share this with whoever you think needs to have this in their lives. The more reach we can get, the more impact we can have. With that said, let's get into it. Hey everybody, good to be back. So today I want to talk about narratives, building them, creating them, communicating them, because I think building narratives is arguably one of the most important things that we need to be able to do as leaders. And often, if you are like me, although you might have the ideas clear in your head and what you, you know, what you want to communicate clear in your head, then you're actually not very good at, at actually articulating and getting across what's in your head. So quite often over the years, I've been told to slow down, for example, and to give people a chance to catch up. And I think a lot of this has got to do with being bad at communicating a narrative. So it's not enough to simply understand it yourself, but we've actually got to get very good at understanding how to get what's in our head out and make it very digestible and share it with the people that we are leading or selling to or getting investment from, etc. And I think through a lot of years of working on getting our positioning right at, at Nona, we got quite good at this. And while I'm certainly not an expert at it, I've learned a lot and I'm a hell of a lot better than I, than I was. But this is something that I continually work on and, and try to improve. If you have a look at the people that you like to follow and consider thought leaders, it's pretty likely that a lot of the stuff I'll talk about today, you'll probably recognize in them. The stuff is, as usual, not complicated, but it's it's really quite difficult. And it's not going to be a long episode. It should be quite a short one today, but hopefully there's a bunch of value. This stuff didn't come naturally to me at first, and I had to really work and practice quite hard to build the skill. And I'm still building the muscle. But, you know, as is with this podcast, it's really about moderate success, right? So with that said, let's get into this. So look, a narrative is essentially a fancy word for a story. Okay, that, that's really what it is. It's like a, it's a verbal account or a written account of a story. But it seems to have taken on quite a powerful meaning, especially in like investing and I guess culture and leadership. And, and, and I think it's for good reason. So really being a great storyteller can be a massive advantage in business. And in my experience of, of my own experience and of others, we tend to like stories and respond to them better than we do to just cold hard facts. So when we can get very good at storytelling that is based in fact and speaks to the facts, we get much better results in terms of communicating. And again, I think that if we focus on this, we become better leaders, better salespeople and better overall communicators. 
The first thing I want to share is that not all narratives are for everybody. So the first thing to do is to be clear about who the audience is for your narrative. For example, the narrative that you're going to create for your staff might be quite different to the narrative that you're going to craft for your target customers, for example. And I'll quickly illustrate this for you in an example from Nona. So at Nona, it took us a long time to figure out that, I'm oversimplifying here, but to figure out that the things that we cared deeply about internally were not necessarily the same things that our target customers cared deeply about. So what I mean by this is internally, we cared very deeply about code quality and testing and ceremonies and processes, etc. But after quite a painful realization and a lot of sort of interviewing and speaking, we realized that Actually, most of our target customers didn't care ultimately about that. What they cared about was effectively speed to market, almost above just about everything else. Now, that didn't mean that they didn't care about quality. It just meant that primarily the narrative they wanted to hear was we will do things well enough that they won't break, they will be scalable, they'll be good, but really we'll do them quickly. We'll help you accelerate your product development. Internally, it was almost the opposite. Internally, the narrative needed to be hyper-obsession around quality and growth and perfection, etc. And those are very different narratives. And when you use one narrative to try and hit two completely separate audiences, you can actually have a problem. So it turned out we needed to craft two narratives, which we did. And it took us a long time to figure this out. And once we did, it worked very well. The next thing I want to talk about is, is what I tell a lot of people. For some reason, I get a lot of people asking me sort of how to effectively give a talk, right? It might be to an audience of one. So it might be like a critical or a crucial conversation to one person, whether it's leading up or down. It might be to a handful of people in their team. It might be to an audience in a sort of public domain. But I get asked a lot for this for some reason. And, and one of the things that I tell people is I ask them three questions and they don't have to answer me, but it's a very, very useful thing to run your talk or your slides or whatever it is to run it through these, these three questions. The first one is, what do you want them to feel? What do you want them to think? And what do you want them to do? And the reason I ask these three questions is, you know, you might give an amazing talk and if you don't care about the result, well, that's fine. If you're just doing it for the sake of it, that's totally cool. But if you actually want any kind of result or actions to be taken or minds to be changed or anything like that, you need to be quite clear on what you want the audience to think, to feel, and to do. If you're not clear on these and you can't directly see how what you are presenting or talking about is going to do this or at least give it a good chance, it's very unlikely you're going to get the result that you want. So those three questions, very simple, can really be a good sort of test of the impact that your, your narrative is likely to have. This, by the way, should definitely apply to any social media posts that you're doing for your business as well. So I only really think about LinkedIn. I don't really know anything about any of the other social media platforms. But for the longest time, we struggled to get a strong LinkedIn, let's say, I don't know, campaign or activity on the business side of things. And the main reason for that was whenever we outsourced the content to another company, it was predominantly just filler content. And most company pages, in my opinion are just filler content. It's kind of like, just get a post out. It doesn't really matter what the quality is like. And we just couldn't really swallow that. We never got it right, but we didn't really like the fact that that was how most agencies and in fact, most businesses operated was it's kind of like, as long as we're getting a post out a day, that's fine. It doesn't matter what the quality or the content really is. 
And there were two questions that we sort of asked to try and just give a sense check to this. And it, it can really keep you honest and it can keep your quality considerably better than it would otherwise be. And the way that you would do this is set up a posting schedule. So just simply use a Google Doc or an Excel spreadsheet and basically just map out what you're going to say on what days. But add two columns to those. The one is, who is this for? So who are we targeting? And the other one is, why are we posting this? And if you can't very clearly say this post is aimed at that audience and we are posting this exact post for this exact reason, it's unlikely it's going to have a particularly good impact. So if you're happy with just having filler content for the sake of it, cool. We weren't. And I'm still not on my own page. And I try to ask that sort of ask that question for just about every post that I do. It's now pretty automatic because you kind of build the muscle, but you need to just get really clear on who are we posting this for and why are we posting it? If you can't answer the question, you probably shouldn't be posting it. The clearer you get about who this is targeting and why you are posting it, the tighter and tighter you'll get to your positioning. When you're very confident about who you're targeting and when you're very confident about the messages that you're sending out there, the chances are your positioning has gotten tighter and tighter, which is a really good thing. The next thing I want to talk about is repetition. So repeating things often can be a, in fact, not can be, it is a critical part of building a narrative. It is said that we hear something for the first time once we have heard it 10 times. Now, different people will give you different numbers, but the point's sort of pretty clear. Like, we don't generally hear something properly when we're first told it. It takes a bunch of times until it really lands. I've experienced that tons myself. I'm sure you have too. And the people that you're trying to build a narrative to would have experienced this too. So repetition is really, really important. But it can feel quite awkward, especially in a leadership sense. So, you know, repeating your mission or your North Star or your essential intent or your values or your OKRs, these things... It's not good enough if you just kind of mention them once or once a year or something. These things have got to be repeated over and over and over and over. And eventually people will hear what you're saying. This is the same for social media channels, for any kind of media that you're trying to, trying to leverage. So sort of rule of thumb for me, especially from a remote leadership perspective, was just in general with communication. When I thought I was doing okay, generally if I tripled it, then I'd probably actually be okay. The last thing I want to share is is a sort of a format for when you're giving a talk. So I've mentioned a bunch of other things, but this is another tool that has really been useful for me. I can't remember where I first heard it. Certainly isn't an original idea, but it's basically a format of tell them what you're going to tell them, then tell them, and then tell them what you told them. So it sounds kind of silly, a little bit confusing, but it's a very powerful way to give a talk. You open the talk by saying, hey guys, I'm going to tell you about this, 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 and this. Then you get into it and you tell them about this, 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 and this. And then once you're done, you recap and you say, cool, so I told you about this, 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 and this. And that's the repetition coming into focus. It also sort of forewarns people what's coming. It also shows that you're following through on what you said you would. You keep it within your time limits and then you recap and you tell them what you told them. And it's a very cool, very useful, I think, way to build the talk, especially when you want people to feel and think and do things. And it's one worth sort of copying and and perfecting. So that's it for today, guys. I really hope you got some value from this. You know, I really think that becoming really good storytellers is an incredibly useful skill in business. And just to be clear, when I say storytelling, I don't mean make things up. I mean, crafting in the facts and the things that are important to you into stories, into narratives, which people generally 
relate to far better than just cold hard facts. So hopefully there's something valuable for you in there. And uh, as always, hit me up on LinkedIn if you want to continue the discussion. If you want to talk about working with me as a business improvement coach, please reach out either on mike at smbmastery.com.au or you can find me on LinkedIn. Please do share this podcast with whoever you think will get value from it. And if you have five minutes, please do give us a rating and review. They really do help with making the podcast visible. The link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening and I'll be back soon with the next episode.